welcome to the Popcock Peacast. I'm your host, the only Tyler Peacock. Bobby is back. Bobby Russell, my cohort partner in crime here. What's up, dude? Hey, uh, happy hockey season to everyone whose football team has been eliminated from postseason contention. So that's, that's where I'm at right now. I'm glad the NHL's back and college hockey, but uh, I don't think we're going to discuss that uh, on this episode. <clears throat> week seven of college football, week six of the National Football League, uh, some gambling locks slash gambling advice. And then uh, if we have some time, we'll do a little NASCAR at the end. Should be an efficient show. Um, I don't know. It's just the general landscape real quick, Bob. Like, it's kind of an okay week. I know you got a big one with Notre Dame and, and SC, but general landscape, the schedule. I only have 10 games, six college and, and four pro, the uh, quote-unquote big game previews. But what, what would you give like a, a letter grade or a one through 10 scale on this week's slate of games? Yeah, I, I think the only thing saving this weekend is Oregon, Washington, and then Notre Dame, USC. Because yeah. the rest, rest of the schedule is just kind of – you got a bunch of, um, you know, non-conference games like Penn State is playing UMass. Um, just things like that just don't really get the juices flowing. I, I would give this weekend like a C-. minus. I, mm-hmm. I just think it's – I'm going to watch as many games as possible. But between yeah, – Yeah, obviously. We all will. Yeah. 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 Between the slate and then some of the – some of the the gambling, I'm just I'm just kind of turned off by some of the numbers I'm seeing this weekend. So I've got a small small lock slate this week. So I'm just kind of down on it this week. Yeah, yeah, I I I think it's average. I mean, if you look at the college football schedule this uh, this week, after this week, we'll kind of be at like the halfway mark of the season. So that's a little, I guess, it's exciting and disappointing all in the same. Um, NFL. It's too early yet to kind of, I mean, you're starting to see some teams, um, you know, their trajectory going up and, and some down, but uh, I still think it's too early to make too many generalizations uh, in the National Football League as well. But uh, yeah, I, like the whole noon, we'll get to it in the good game guide, but the whole noon slate, like Michigan plays, so I'll be occupied in the noon slate, but like from like a national perspective, like a big game in the noon window Saturday, I couldn't find one. We don't have anything to preview uh, in the big game. So it's kind of like a late afternoon and, and it's loaded on Saturday night. So, I mean, you know, if you got a honeydew list or things of that nature with the significant other, um, I think you could kind of get away with uh, playing a little Saturday and, and that's brownie points. Like, oh, look, Bobby, he don't even want to watch football uh, early in the day. So, you know, not to – I used you because – I'm talking to you, not to call you out or anything like that. <laughs> Just saying, you know, it, you could get brownie points for all the fellows out there or ladies. So uh, anyway, uh, let's get into this week seven college football preview. The big game previews brought to you by, um, well, if we had a sponsor, they could sponsor this part right here. But anyway, uh, you mentioned it already. We'll start with the biggest game of the week, 3.30 Eastern time on ABC. Number eight, Oregon. The Ducks will fly into number seven. Washington and take on the Huskies. Both teams five and zero. Oh. The current line: Washington, a three-point favorite, sixty-seven and a half is your over/under total at most shops. Um, I will let you have first dibs on this one, man. What do you think, uh, Ducks Huskies? I think this is going to be probably the best game of the day. Um, you know, I, I think both teams have good offenses. Both teams have pretty good defenses. Uh, so I, I think that we're going to see, you know, 
definitely a high scoring game in this one. Um, and it's two teams hate each other. I mean, it's not the biggest rivalry for the Pac-12 or for either of these two teams, I don't think. But there's there's genuine hate here. Um, and I, I think the quarterback matchup's probably probably a top three quarterback matchup of the year uh, between Bo Nix and Michael Penix. Um, so that, that'll be the storyline going into the game all day Saturday. For me, it comes down to uh, third downs. Um, on defense, Oregon gets off the field. Um, and Washington, they, they don't. They're ranked 167th in third down percentage. So if, if Washington can figure that out, I think that'll be the key for them in this game. Uh, if Oregon continues to do what they do, be an average third down team, uh, I, I feel like this is Oregon's game to lose. Um, but there's, I got a couple locks on this game, so I won't give any plays either way here. Uh, but I, I think I'm more excited to watch this game than I am to watch my own team play that night. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm so jacked up for this game. Top 10 showdown. You mentioned the quarterback matchup, Bo Nix versus Michael Penix Jr. Um the weapons both these teams feature like yeah the offenses uh they're gonna they're gonna make plays in this game washington i think you gotta give a little you know if you're handicapping this you give washington a little um nod because obviously their home field is very underrated um and and it gets loud there at husky stadium but i i look at two factors in this game that kind of leads me towards the oregon side here Last year, Washington goes in the Oregon and beats them, so the obvious revenge factor. And two, I think the Huskies along the defensive line, I don't know if they're that good. They're a little leaky. You look at some of the run stats, uh, run defense, and, and Oregon I know is up front, and I think Oregon's got a better defensive line in the other matchup between the Washington offensive line and the Ducks defensive line. So line of scrimmage, I think it – tilts uh advantage ducks so i would grab the three um with, with oregon not a tremendous amount of confidence i think oregon wins the game uh not a tremendous amount of confidence in that but um should be an electric atmosphere and <clears throat> excuse me a great a great game up there in uh seattle i i think we should stay yeah we will we'll stay here in the 330 window here um kind of a weird game not a weird game but like Two teams still playing for something, even though they're they might be a little off the radar. CBS three thirty, Texas A and M the Aggies march in to Neyland Stadium to take on the nineteenth rated Tennessee Volunteers with a four and one record. A and M's four and two. Um, Tennessee a three point home home favorite. Excuse me, fifty five and a half is the total. Like I said, both teams they they took well. A and M took two losses, so they're kind of out of the national championship playoff picture, but. Only one of those losses were in the league, so they're still in the mix for the West Division crown in the SEC. Tennessee, obviously, in the mix for the East. Um, this is kind of a must-win for both. Tennessee's off the bye. They're at home. I hate to make it like that simple, but that's kind of where I'm at with this one. Um, A&M's offensive line's not very good. The Tennessee pass rush is, is pretty decent. Um and, and Tennessee, I think they're getting some some guys back off the bye healthy. I don't trust either team, so this is not like a, a lock or even a strong lean, but I, I would lay the three Tennessee. I think they win the ball game. Uh, Aggies, Volunteers, how do you think this shakes down? Yeah, I, I like the Vols at home in this one. And, you know, these, like I said, they're coming off the bye, so they've been rested. They've been preparing. They, they know what Texas A&M has after, you know, studying the film. Um, and then the biggest key for me is A&M spent – a lot of energy and a lot of, of exhaustion on the Alabama game, trying to win that game. Um, close game. 
uh, closer than many might have thought. Um, but they just, I think they try to put all their eggs in that basket because uh, they took the early season loss to Miami. Um, they're still, you know, they're one loss in the West, but you know that's the that's the team you got to beat in the West. That that team's just not going to lose to anybody else out there. Uh, so I think they put all their eggs in that basket and kind of you know set set sail on the season for them. Um, so I like Tennessee at home in this one. Um, the, the line, I'm not I'm not crazy about the line. Um, I, I think if I was going anywhere, I think I would buy buy some points for Texas A&M um, just just to kind of give myself a little bit of a buffer, but I, I'm not crazy about it, but Tennessee outright. All right. We will move to uh move to that is four Eastern time on Fox, Madison, Wisconsin camp, Randall stadium, the Iowa Hawkeyes will fly in and take on the Wisconsin Badgers um, trophy game here, obviously in the big 10, um, both teams, one loss, Iowa five, one Wisconsin, four, one, the Badgers, 10 point favorites, and your Big Ten total of the week, 34 and a half. Who do you got in this one? I got Wisconsin. I think just, just quarterback play is, is just slightly better, and especially with Cade McNamara going down for Iowa. Uh, I think that's just the, the, the biggest key in this game. Yeah, I mean, I, first of all, you, you got like, to like the Heartland Trophy. Uh, they're going up for, and I, I kind of forgot about it, but uh, that, that's, that's what they're playing for here. Um, I don't disagree that, you know, the quarterback advantage goes with Wisconsin, uh, the Badgers, Camp Randall, jump around, all that stuff. I think Wisconsin wins. I'm fairly, fairly confident Wisconsin wins, but 10, 10, like mm. that's, that's the spread in this game. And it's a low scoring, like total, like a 34 and a half. You expect this to be a close game. Maybe Vegas is like I was not going to score hardly in this game, but I think you could get away with taking the ten uh, with Iowa on the spread, and definitely I think you could tease Iowa uh, in this game. Like you know they're not a threat, but damn it, like Iowa's defense is good. Uh, they got ball hawks in the secondary. They always seem to figure out a way to get some turnovers or field position, um, and. It, I feel like a lot of people think Wisconsin cruises uh, to a West Division crown, and that might be the case. Maybe, excuse me, I'm wrong, but I think Iowa's going to have uh, something to say about that maybe, and, and they'll put up a fight, and I wouldn't sprinkle. I wouldn't sprinkle the money line, but I, I think you could tease uh, the plus 10 with the Hawkeyes and even single bet uh, Iowa in this situation. So that that's the way I would lean. All right, let's go to the night portion of the schedule. We will go to 7.30 Eastern time. Top 25 matchup in the Atlantic Coast Conference. The 25th-ranked Miami Hurricanes, they will blow in to Chapel Hill and take on the 12th-ranked North Carolina Tar Heels. North Carolina, a three-and-one-half point favorite, 57-and-a-half. Is your over-under total on this one? I'll start this one out. I have no idea, man. Like, <laughs> it's... It's almost a fireable offense what Mario Cristobal did last week uh, and that staff blowing that Georgia Tech game. All you have to do is kneel the ball like they're out of timeouts. The down and distance is fine. The clock's fine. No, you lose one of the most uh, hilarious, heartbreaking games, uh, depending on what side you're on there, of all time. Uh, if you look at North Carolina, they're, ba- they're, they're more balanced this year on offense. Uh, their defense is actually playing pretty well. And... If you look at the schedule, if they get over this, um, man, they're going to be, you know, 
pretty marginal favorites the rest of the, the way to maybe run the table here. But I I don't know if this is just me trying to be the smartest guy in the room. I think I'm going to take the three and a half, and I think Miami wins. Like, I, I both quarterbacks, it's a great quarterback matchup with uh, Van Dyke and May, uh, the two respective quarterbacks. I think Miami's defense is better. I think their talent's better. And uh, I think last week that loss, dumb and hurtful. I think it maybe galvanizes that locker room. Uh, but North Carolina's won four in a row in the series. How say you, Miami and North Carolina here? Yeah, I, I, I want to thank Miami for having the most hilarious loss last weekend to take all the pressure off of Notre Dame's loss. <laughs> yeah, it did. Uh, unexcusable. And the funniest thing was uh, there was a clip going around on, on Twitter uh, of Cristobal at Oregon doing the same thing in a loss to Stanford. That was mm-hmm. – that was. Hey- He's just a meathead. Like fuck, fuck kneeling. We don't, we 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 don't kneel. It's like, all right, dude. Like, yeah, yeah. That, that's that's pride over over brands, and that, mm-hmm. that always gets you a bit in the butt. So I'm glad to see that. Uh, th- they're done. Miami's done. They're they're gonna they're gonna lose. <laughs> okay. This. North Carolina. This is the best North Carolina team. I I would say this is the best one since their Orange Bowl team, um, quite a few years ago. And I, this, Drake May, I think, is. I, I I would put Drake May up there, kind of with the ascension in the draft, like Justin Herbert. I think he's built the same, uh, plays the same. I, I think he leads this team very well, and they all play. They respect him. Um, getting Tez Walker back has been huge for North Carolina. I think he'll have a big game in this one. Their defense is stout too. Um, you know they they can they can stop people when they want to, but they're also prone to giving up some big plays. Um, in Miami. I, I like Van Dyke. I just don't think he has like a, a big game, uh, big game skills. I mean, the A and M game is one thing. That was at home, early season, so it was super hot in Miami down there. So I think that kind of played a little factor into that game. Um, but North Carolina, man, they're they're probably the best team in the AC or second best. I forgot about Florida State. Um, so I, I like North Carolina. Get this one done. I like North Carolina three and a half. I like them to cover this as well. Um, over is over is I, I I would consider buying it down a little bit, uh, maybe down to like fifty five and a half, um, just because that that number is kind of kind of tricky there to get to that. So North Carolina and possibly the over. All right, let's move to a game of utmost importance uh, for you, Bobby. Number ten USC. They will gallop into South Bend, Indiana, to take on the twenty twenty first ranked. Notre Dame fighting Irish. Notre Dame, two and a half point favorites right now at time of recording. 60 and a half is the total. 7.30 Eastern time on NBC, the battle for the jeweled shillelagh. I will let you have the first words on your Irish and the Trojans. Yeah, I'm not going to say the season's lost. I, you know, losing to Louisville, probably the best Louisville team that they've had since Lamar was there. So nothing to hang your heads on there. Just some boneheaded decisions, coaching decisions and play calling that really kind of doomed the Irish in that game. I mean, when they're stacking nine, 10 in the box, daring you to, to throw the ball, you got to figure something out and you can't just keep running into the, into the back of the, or into their line. It just doesn't work. Um, so learn from it, move on. This is now the biggest game of the season. The week after this will be the next biggest game of the season. Went out, go 10 and 2, get to the New Year's Six Bowl. That should be the goal for the Irish. Uh, Saturday night, South Bend, uh, cold, rainy, plays into our favor. Uh, USC's defense, I mean, we've talked about this. How, how, I mean, obviously, these last two years with the Grinch at the helm since Lincoln Riley brought him over, 
they're, they're not good. I mean, if, if they can give up that much to Arizona and Arizona State, the Irish should put up 100 on this team. I mean, you, you, that's unexcusable for a team of USC's caliber that is a national title contender, has a Heisman Trophy winning quarterback. Um, to support him with that defense is, is atrocious, and I'm absolutely here for it. Um, <laughs> I, I think this is going to be a great game. I, I think the Irish will be able to run the ball very well in this game. Um, you know, and then the on defense for the Irish, I mean, you just got to contain Caleb Williams. He's going to get his, but don't let him, you know, go off. Don't let him run 30 yards behind the line of scrimmage and toss it up for a 60 yard pass that get him on the ground early and often. And, you know, I think that'll be the key to this game. Irish offense. I think they get back on track. I think we see a lot more play action, a lot more object estimate. I feel like they've wanted to save him. And, you know, the last three games really hasn't got anything going. So I think we're going to see heavy dose of him. Um, and then Sam Hartman, I think they're going to try to pad some stats for him. I, I think that's kind of kind of one of the other things that they got left to play for this year. Um, so I like the Irish. I like the Irish to cover in this game. Um, yeah, just get that trophy back. That's all I care about. Say win this game, the season saved. Yeah, I man, this one, this one's really, really tricky to me. Um, because I, I think there's a lot of variance in this game. Like Notre Dame, they're obviously like if they get, you know, the running game churning against the suspect USC defense and get Audric estimate rolling. Like, yeah, with the weather and the cold and at home and the crowd's going to be into it, uh, controlling the clock and the game. Yeah, that's the path to victory, I think. I think they just got to turn into a smash mouth team against SC. And the big plays will, will happen, I think, with SC's defense. Um, but, man, like, to me, too, the other side, like, I know SC's defense stinks. Um I think they might get Malachi Branch back this week. He's he's kind of a difference maker, that freshman receiver. And if you put your money behind Caleb, um, or SC, you're, you're putting it behind Caleb pretty much, like him being the best player in the field. So me, it's a stay away. I think gun to head, I would – I don't know, man. I don't want to be a hater, uh, but, you know – yeah, I, I think I would take take the points. Uh, I think you could tease USC up from a gambling perspective because um, I think their offense is good enough to to keep this within uh, you know ten. So on a on a seven point teaser or higher, I think that could be the move there. But I don't have a good feel for this game. Uh, I know last year it was like a ten point game. I think Drew Pine threw for like three 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 hundred plus and three touchdowns. So I mean SC. They they can give up some some points and yards. Obviously, we've seen that this season too. Uh, maybe FC's defense is the cure for the the uh, you know a woeful offense or an offense that's kind of stuck in reverse a little bit or stuck in the mud. So, but yeah, we'll see. I'll, I'll have this game on. I love this game. I love the uniforms. I love the shillelagh, the tradition. Um, but uh, we'll, we'll see. So um, let's move on. Last game of the college slate, Pac-12 banger right here. Number 18, UCLA, the Bruins, will go into Corvallis, into Research Stadium, and take on the 15th-ranked Oregon State Beavers. Beavers, three-and-a-half-point favorites, 54-and-a-half, uh, 53-and-a-half, too. Um, shop your shop your uh, totals around. Uh, somewhere in that range is the total on this one. Ah, uh, man, I think this team, I, this game feels defensively 
Like it's going to be a defensive game. UCLA surprisingly this year to many a good defensive club. Oregon State they bring that uh, defense as well. Well, I like Oregon State at home. I think they. I think you know DJ Uyunglele had his best game of the week or the week, the best game of the year last year, uh, in a a win against Cal. UCLA coming off a big win at home against Washington State. But, man, I I think Oregon State could smother the run game for UCLA, and it's all on Dante Moore's true freshman shoulders on the road against uh, a Jonathan Smith coach team who's pretty good at home against the spread. I think you got to lay the three and a half here with the Beavs. They win a cover, in my opinion. Uh, This is an eight. PM kickoff on Fox. I failed to mention that. I think so. Uh, Bobby Bruins, Beavs. What do you say? Uh, I, I love the Beavers in this game. Uh, I think Research Stadium's become a tough place to play uh, since the renovations have been completed. Uh, and and I, I, I like DJ at quarterback out there. I think he's relaxed. I think he's, like you said, he's playing his best football of his career right now, I think. Um, and their their defense is is pretty damn good, too. Um, and, you know, we, we've seen Dante Moore go on the road to Utah. Um, close game there, uh, just because I think Utah's offense um, wasn't really into that game. And, you know, Oregon State, they can do it on both sides of the ball. So they fluster him early. I think they can get out to a two two or three touchdown lead early, and they won't relinquish that. So I like the Beavers on this one. Uh, give me the Beavers to cover as well. All right, let's move to the good game Good game guide. Easy for me to say. <clears throat> and we'll close out our week seven college football preview. Uh, my my stuff's freezing here, so I will uh, delay, I guess, a little bit. Um, anyway, this is, this is bad. What is happening? Great podcasting. This is great podcasting. Um, Bobby, what do you think? What do you think of the weather we've been having here recently? It, like, it's per- perfect weather right now. Uh, you know, I got the next two days off. Uh, oh, taking, there you go. Taking taking the boy to his first uh, pumpkin patch. Uh, there you go. Get him some of that. Get some cider in us. Uh, maybe buy some gourds. But yeah, weather's perfect. Got the lawn mode for the last time this year. Um, looking pretty good. Just leaf duty from here on out, and hopefully we get some rain. Just kind of kind of get things greened up one last time, and and kind of you know bring these temperatures down a little bit. All right, that was perfect. I, I finally got my screen to load. Great, Phil. Great, Phil. Um, all right, so there's games tonight, Wednesday night we're recording. There's games Thursday night. Um, I'm overlooking all those. How about this one? Two four and one teams in the AAC Friday night. ESPN at seven Eastern. Tulane at Memphis. That's a that's a pretty good one. Any thoughts on that game? Uh, that'll be a really good game. I, I like Tulane a lot. I like what they've done this year. Yes. Uh, in the noon slate. Let's see here. Um, Syracuse on the road at number four, Florida State and ACC play on ABC. ESPN2, Sunbelt, SmackDown here. Georgia Southern at undefeated James Madison University, ESPN2. Um, I think you'll be watching that as well. Um, let's see here. Cal at number 16, Utah. Nobody will be able to watch this. It's on the Pac-12 network at 3 Eastern time. BYU at TCU, 3.30 Eastern time on ESPN. Um, number 23, Kansas at Oklahoma State, FS1 on, uh, at 3.30 Eastern. And what else do we got in the midday slate here? I think I'm running out of options here. Um, yeah, so the noon, the 3.30 slate, uh, what game, or did I not mention the game that you're uh, most intrigued by? Yeah, you know, there's one, Florida, South Carolina. I mean, but, Okay, uh, yeah. 
both teams kind of suck. Um, <laughs> but I, I think this could be a fun game. It's always a good classic rivalry game between these two. Yeah, yeah. I, that feels like a big game for both. Like, you can't really afford another loss for Florida for bowl eligibility, and I feel like the same for South Carolina. So, yeah, that's a miss on my part. I like that one. Uh, the night cap, uh, Kansas State at Texas Tech, 7 Eastern on Fox Sports 1. Auburn at number 22, LSU, 7 Eastern on ESPN. Arizona at number 19, Washington State on the Pac-12 Network. Nobody watch that, but that's 7 Eastern time. Wyoming 5-1 at 5-0, Air Force 7 Eastern time on CBS Sports Network. That's the game. Uh, I'm going to have some eyes on also Marshall at Georgia state two, four and one Sunbelt teams, ESPN two, uh, in the Sunbelt seven thirty Eastern time, uh, on sec network, Missouri at number 24, Kentucky. That could have been a big game preview, but, um, we passed on that one. North Carolina state four and two at number 17, four and one Duke eight Eastern time on the ACC network. And that will just about do it. Uh, are those games or any games in the night slate that uh, have your uh, eye? Yeah, I think that Missouri-Kentucky game is going to be good. I think I think that's second place in the SEC East. I mean, yeah. I mean if Georgia catches a stray, one of those two teams could be right there. Yeah, no doubt about that. All right, there's your Week 7 college football slate uh, previewed. Um, good luck to all the teams except Ohio State. So, yeah, I said it. Uh, also, our Bobcats on the road in DeKalb. Uh, let's keep uh, the, the Bobby's train rolling. How about that? Uh, all right. NFL week six here. Listen, it's not a great slate. Um, there's, I'm going to go through. I'm going to run through the schedule and then we'll, we're just going to preview the four games here. Let's run through the schedule quick and then we'll preview the games. Thursday night football prime video, 815 Eastern time. Uh, Broncos at Chiefs. No, thanks. Um, Sunday, 930 Eastern on the NFL Network. We got another London game. Ravens at Titans. That's a fringe game, right? Like it could have been a previewed game, but uh, I decided on not doing it. <clears throat> Excuse me. The Vikings at the Bears, one Eastern time on Fox. Uh, another game that probably should have been previewed, but one Eastern time on CBS. Uh, Seahawks at Bengals. Another one o'clock game. Panthers at Dolphins. We got the Saints at the Texans. Uh, we got the Commanders at the Falcons. That will do it for the one o'clock slate. I mean, we'll circle back and preview some of them at four oh five. We get the Patriots in Vegas yet again. Remember last year, <laughs> uh, the lateral um, play that uh, ended was very hilarious. Uh, Eagles at the Jets at four twenty five. Cardinals at Rams four twenty five. Sunday Nighters Giants at Bills, and uh, that will cover just about everything. But we got four NFL games here. The big games we'll preview. Let's go to uh, Cleveland. Fox, 1 Eastern time on Sunday. Undefeated 4-0 San Francisco 49ers on the road. Taking on the 2-2 two two Browns off a bye. 37-and-a-half uh, is the total. The Niners, a 7-point road favorite. I'll take this one first. I think you got to bet San Francisco now. If you're going to bet San Francisco in this game, because uh, the Sean Watson thing, he's questionable. But I'm telling you, if he gets pulled out, this thing's going to go to 10 or, or more. So if you're betting San Francisco, get that bet in now. I know seven's kind of high, um, but I think the Niners, they keep it rolling, uh, especially if Watson's out. It, it should be a, a blowout. But uh, even if he plays, I think the Niners are, are good enough to go in there. Bad weather or not, I, I think they go in and, and win and, and probably cover. So, uh, 
that's that's my breakdown on it. You have a differing uh, opinion or uh, how you see this one going down? Yeah, Pittsburgh's played both of these teams, so I've seen both these teams twice already this year. Uh, both have great defenses. Yeah, the, the 49ers' defense is just on another level than Cleveland's is, um, and they're healthy. Cleveland's got some injuries, dealing with some, with some issues, um, and offensively, I, the 49ers look like they're in mid-season form right now. Um, pretty, really damn good offense. Um, you know, we we were high on Brock Purdy in 2019, 2020, uh, and then for him to go. Mr. Irrelevant in the draft last year um, kind of surprised a bunch of people. So I, I feel like there was always some sort of like college football fans always knew that he was, you know, he was going to be a good NFL quarterback, but this good, I didn't think so. So oh, I, yeah. I, I'm with you. I, I like the 49ers to cover that six and a half. And I, I would jump on that right away. I, I'm, I'm, you know, it, like you said, if Watson's out, this game's going to be a wash. All right, we will stay CBS 1 Eastern time on Sunday. AFC South Division showdown. The Colts gallop into Jacksonville, and they head in and take on the Jaguars. Jacksonville, four-point favorites, 45-and-a-half is the total. Um, How say you, Colts, Jags? I like the Jags at home. Uh, You've got your starting quarterback. Um, This could have been a really good matchup if Richardson was healthy. Uh, Trevor Lawrence uh, looked looks really good. He's looked really good in England the last two weeks. Yeah. So I, yes. And uh, I, I feel like their offense has really clicked uh, under Doug Peterson down there. Uh, and defensively, you know, I think they got, you know, a good front seven, but you know, they're, they're very underrated. I, I think. Um, and the Colts, I, I like Minshew. I, if this was a home game, I would probably lean Colts um, just because Minshew's, you know, his veteran status, but being on the road in Jacksonville, I, I, I just don't see them pulling this one off. So I like Jacksonville, but kind of a stay away game for me on all fronts. Yeah, to me, I'm, I, I think I would, I would tease or buy down Jacksonville. Jacksonville, they own the Colts uh, the last ten four years in the series. They're at home. I worry about the jet lag a little bit. You mentioned the, the two straight weeks in London. Uh I mean, Minshew's a more incapable backup, but you're right. Like, it would have been cool to see Richardson and Lawrence, two young cats, going at it here. Uh, but Richardson, what, a month to two months? Kind of a wide window. <clears throat> they said he's going to be out. So, uh, get ready, Colts fans. Uh, you're going to be uh, Minshew mania, at least for the next month. But yeah, I think Jacksonville wins. They probably cover uh, just to have some a little insurance. Uh, buy them down, or maybe you hope the Colts get out early, and then you could live bet. Jacksonville, uh, the, the spread and money line. But, yeah, I like Jacksonville. D, I like my home. Uh, Lawrence is playing well. Yeah, it, all good things. Uh, we will go to 4. What time is this game? 425 on Fox. Raymond James Stadium in Tampa, Florida is the venue. The 3-1 Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They will host the 4-1, I believe, Detroit Lions. Lions a three-point favorite. Three, three and a half, depending on where you shop it. You can find some flat threes out there. The total on this game, 43-and-a-half. Call me crazy. I love the Lions. I think they're playing well. But, man, this feels kind of like a tricky spot down in the south in the heat outside. Um, That's always supposed to be like 78, 80 degrees, so it's not going to be like brutally hot. But Buccaneers off a bye. (laughs) I like their defense. I think Tampa wins the game. I'm calling my shot. I'll take the points. I think the Bucs went out right. Uh, how say you, Lions, Buccaneers? Yeah, I think it's, this might be the best game of the weekend. I I, I think this old old NFC Central matchup um, is going to be a, a really good one. 
I, I'm with you. I, I'm a big Lions guy, big Lions believer, but I just think the Buccaneers at home, I think they're, you know, they took the, the loss to the Eagles at home. Different circumstances, different teams. Lions aren't the Eagles. They're kind of Eagles light. Um, so give me the Buccaneers at home off some rest, um, get all their injuries healed. And I think that really helps their offensive line. And I think they'll have a plan in place for Hutchinson. So I, I'm with you. Give me Baker and the boys. All right, final game. Actual Monday night football game we'll preview here. Uh, the 3-2 and two Dallas Cowboys on the road in Los Angeles taking on the Chargers. 2-2 uh, two and two team off the bye. Dallas, two, two and a half. Yeah, it's two and a half now. Two and a half point road favorites. 50 and a half is the total. Cowboys Chargers, the last game we'll preview. What do you say? I, I think this will be a fun one. Uh, Cowboys have been the roller coaster team of the season so far, uh, especially after what happened uh, last week. Chargers, same thing. I, you know, they trade away JC Jackson. Offensively, they're missing a few pieces here and there, but I feel like Herbert's just like Mr. Consistent. I mean, he's he's awesome. He makes plays at the right time. So I, I feel like they're they got going in the right direction. Give me the Chargers at home, um, plus two at home to the Cowboys. Um, Dallas just doesn't do it for me, and I don't see it coming from them. Yeah, <clears throat> Dallas doesn't do it for me either. But man, I always like these teams that are are good, like playoff caliber teams. Always like that bounce back aspect, and they got embarrassed last Sunday night uh, in San Francisco. I know the Chargers off a bye, but man, that SoFi Stadium that's going to be what, 65, 70% Cowboys fans. It's going to feel like a Cowboys home game. Um, under a field goal, I would lay I would lay the two, two and a half here with Dallas. Uh, I don't trust Staley and the Chargers. Um, I just don't. I get. I mean, I'm not acting like uh, Mike McCarthy and the Cowboys um, are, you know, you know, a lock uh, usually, but uh, I, I like Dallas' defense. I think Matchup wise, they just kind of got uh, abused last week, and they'll show some pride. and And I, I think they won the game cover. Um, all right, let's move to locks. We'll do some NASCAR and get out of here. Um, I can go over my picks first, and I'll, I'll let Bobby back clean up on uh, all the football stuff here. Auburn LSU over sixty and a half. LSU defense. I think the overs hit in every game. Their defense kind of stinks, but I tell you what, don't stink. Jaden Daniels in that offense. Uh, Auburn off a bye, so maybe they clean some stuff up and have some stuff schemed up too, so that might help get to the total. Then I got four teams wrote down here that are teaser candidates. Um, Alabama, 19.5 point favorite. I think you teased them down 10 to 14 points. Air Force is a 10.5 point favorite as well as they host Wyoming. Um, I think you could tease them down 10 to 14 points. Then I got two underdogs for you to tease. Iowa State is a five-point uh, dog at Cincinnati this week. I think you got to tease them up 10 to 14 points. And then Michigan State's a five and a half point road favorite off the bye at Rutgers. Rutgers is good. Or, okay, let's let me pump the brakes there. Rutgers isn't shit this year. Um, but them being a five and a half point favorite, um, I think you tease Michigan State up 10 to 14 points. So there's four teasers. I like the over 60 and a half in the LSU Auburn game. Bobby. What does your uh, locks or game like advice card look like this week? Yeah, this one won't matter for uh, for our 
listeners tonight, but I got the Carolina Hurricanes minus one point five puck line tonight. Yeah, uh, cup cup series cup favorite this year. I, I think they're going to be awesome. So that'll be some easy easy money for this weekend to kind of throw some more around some live bets. Uh, Thursday night, or no, this is a game tonight actually as well. So again, won't matter for our listeners. FIU minus two point five. Uh, UTEP has let me down this year, and uh, FIU is wearing the. Miami Vice uniform. So anytime there's a special uniform, you know we gotta bet it. Friday night, Fresno State minus five and a half at Utah State. Uh, they they had a blunder last weekend, but I think they get back on track. Utah State stinks, so Fresno State is going to cover that easily. Uh, you mentioned I'll be watching this one this weekend earlier. James Madison. Uh, I, I've been riding with the boys all year. I want to take them again this weekend minus four and a half. I think they they cover that easily. And then my last two plays, same game. <clears throat> Over Oregon Washington sixty seven and a half, and then Oregon Washington first half over thirty three and a half. Uh, I think it's going to be a real high scoring game, high flying. Uh, kind of double dip myself there, see if I can uh, hit the the double over. All right, man. Let's uh, let's go NASCAR and we'll get the hell out of here. Um, so we're we're into the round of eight. The, the playoffs are what? Well, they're 50% done from, like, uh, you know, the, the, the pool of drivers eligible to compete for the championship. We had 16 to start this thing. Now we're down to eight, so we're 50% of the way done through that, but we're 60% done uh, with the races, right? So um, the Roval last week, kind of uneventful. Uh, AJ Allmendinger, shout out to AJ for getting the win, but from a elimination standpoint uh, and, like, drama – Kind of an uneventful uh, Roval. What was your thoughts on uh, the, the round of uh, 12 cutoff in the Roval real quick? Yeah, I, you know, we, we saw the schedule release for next year, too, and the Roval's back. I, I'm not crazy about it. I mean, the ads, they put Watkins Glen in the playoffs like next year, too. I, I'm really confused at how they did the schedule next year. It just doesn't make sense. You mm-hmm. know, logistically, one and two – couple of different things i mean we'll probably get into this next year but not having daytona as the cutoff race for the playoffs kind of kind of sucks the southern 500 is always a good opener um but yeah the, the Roval, there was no there was no drama i mean the biggest drama was kyle bush leading the race like yeah the, yeah and and then that would knock true x out and like like denny he finished dead last but you know he got stage points in the first stage and locked himself in so mm-hmm. didn't really matter at that point so yeah, I mean there there was nothing. I mean, a bunch of late cautions at the end, a bunch of guys trying to fight for thirty third, thirty second, and then Ricky's car catching on fire. Um, cool, oh, cool video. Good. Yeah, cool video on Twitter uh, from the in car camera on that, and all the all the radio. Uh, if you want to f- find that out on uh, Twitter, but I, I I tuned in for the last thirty laps and just kind of kept checking in on on, on the app. So I I was totally uninterested last weekend. Well, I was locked. I was locked in because I knew, especially when Kyle Larson uh, did not, he he crashed himself out of the, the Texas race in the first uh, race in the round of 12. I fucking knew that it was going to be a motherfucker for him <laughs> to get through this round. Um because he's not a super speedway racer, was in a position to get a top five and then, you know, calamity coming to the checker. So then you're on the back foot of that, and then he crashes in qualifying and starts 36 when you just need him to uh, just not do anything crazy and just have a solid finish. Anyway, they rallied, he used strategy, and 
and I get a, you know, I think 13th or whatever to get in. So I'm happy about that. Um, but the race, yeah, it was kind of, kind of mid, uh, the playoff standings as they stand now, William Byron is, uh, in first cause they re, uh, I don't want to say seed, um, uh, they repoint the playoffs, I guess, for lack of a better term. But William Byron, uh, plus 20 points um, to the good. Martin Truex Jr., plus 15 to the good. Denny Hamlin, plus 11 to the good. Kyle Larson and Ford, plus 3 to the good. Christopher Busher, or Chris Busher, uh, minus 3. Uh, Tyler Reddick, minus 8. Christopher Bell, minus 8. And Ryan Blaney, minus 10 are your eight drivers left in the playoffs. We go to Vegas this week, 2.30 Eastern time on NBC. So a uh, big network coverage here. What's your, what's your, uh, you like Vegas? I mean, the one, the mile and a half with this, this new card last year's by far been the best racing product NASCAR could put on the track. Um, so uh, my expectations are relatively uh, high. How about yours? Yeah, I love Vegas, man. I mean, you said the mile and a half with this car are the best. Um, and it's it's multiple multiple grooves in this in this track too. You can run up high in the middle and down low, um, and then obviously you know coming off of turn four to the front stretch, you know you're diving down below the white line trying to take that shortest po- t- possible path. So it, it it's a lot it's a lot of fun, a lot of passing in this one, um, and the guys who are in top eight, they they race well here. I mean Hendrick and Joe Gibbs I think have owned this track with a little bit of Penske here and there, um, with Logano went in here quite often. But Denny, uh, Byron, and Larson, I think, are the three favorites going into this race. Um, you know, Byron got the win earlier this year um, in, the, in the spring race. And, you know, Denny's been awesome on the mile and a half. Kansas here. Um, and then you, know, you go look ahead the next week, Homestead. That'll be another one uh, where the Toyotas will be good. So I, I'm, I'm really excited for Las Vegas. I think it's one of my – I would say it's a top ten track for me in, in, the, in the series. Yeah, I like Vegas, uh, 400 miles uh, Sunday. From a gambling point of view, you nailed the three guys, and they are the three favorites, um, according to the odds. Uh, Depending on which book you shop at, but Kyle Larson's plus 450, William Byron's plus 550, and Denny Hamlin also plus 550. I think you almost this entire round have to bet those three. I mean, you're going to lose, obviously, if you bet all three every week, but I think you, you might have a chance all three of these guys could get a win in this this uh three race uh round you know so i think you gotta bet those three um i think reddick he's at plus 750 truex is 750 bell 10 to 1 uh my long shot you mentioned him logano he won this race last year uh plus 3000 plus 2800 somewhere in that range um i know the fords haven't been like great uh, but you know, he's, he won here last year. Um, I do have a couple top tens in a matchup. I'd like that. I, I sifted through, um, Eric Jones, the top 10 at plus one seventy five. Maybe you can find a better price than I did, but, uh, 43 car. He's been pretty solid of late. They've kind of been, uh, yeah. Top 10, the 15 car, uh, the last, what, a couple months. It seems like, uh, on and off. So I, I like those odds. And then, uh, Eric Almarola's ran well here again they don't have much to race for he's in a ford which is a little um makes me worry a little bit but he's four to one the top 10 he's plus 400 so you gotta do that and then matchup wise how about chris busher over chase elliott even money like i know chase is racing for the owner's championship right like the nine team is still uh eligible for that they made it through and that chase or whatever you want to call it that 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 portion 
of uh, the the standings, the nine teams still alive for that for Hendrick Motorsports and and uh, and the owners championship. But um, I don't know if you look at if you look at Ford, like Blaney and Busher, that's that's your two bullets. So all your resources are going to go into those two guys. Um, and even money, Busher being a playoff guy, he's had success this year, career year, and he's been good on the mile and a half. RFK has. Uh, as a team, so I, I, I like that matchup. Um, but uh, I'm gonna take uh, I'm gonna take my boy Larson to to get a win this week if I had to pick a, a gun the head pick. Um, you got any gambling things or a, a race pick at least before we uh, get out of here? Yeah, I, I like I like two two race winners. I'm just okay. kind of sprinkle a little bit on both. Uh, I'm with you on Larson. I, I think he's great here. Um, you know, he's won here in the past, mm-hmm. and and he was second in the spring race behind Byron. Uh, and then another guy who you know, gets gets hot at the right time in, in the playoffs we saw last year. Um, I think he might do it. You know, this race lock himself in. I got Christopher Bell fifth here in the spring. Um, he's been racing pretty well. He's been staying out of trouble, just kind of pointing his way through. And uh, I think he sees his opportunity here. I think this will be a good one for him. And then top ten, I like Daniel Suarez. Top ten, he's been snake bitten a lot recently, um, but he runs well at the mile and a half. See, so he, he's very good here. Um, you know, he was top 10 here in the spring too. So I, I like Suarez there. All right. Final thing I want to do here. Give me, uh, I mean, we could redo this in a couple weeks for the cutoff race, but who, who's the four you see getting to the championship right now? Oh, right now I, I'm going to, I'm going to pick Christopher Bell, my guy right there. I just, just talked about, um, I got Denny Hamlin, uh, Kyle Larson and William Byron. Okay, I, I agree with you, Larson, Hamlin, Byron. And I'm going to take another Toyota guy. I'm going to take Reddick. I think Reddick is, is, you know, mm-hmm. Homestead. He's going to be a huge threat there. Um, I think he's good enough to, to have a, a solid finish, maybe compete for the win this weekend. Martinsville, uh, he could figure it out there. Uh, but I think it could come down to him and Bell uh, for that last spot at Martinsville, honestly, because I kind of like your Bell pick. Uh, no offense to to Busher. Um, could he have the Chastain year where he comes out of nowhere to make the championship for? I guess he could, um, but I wouldn't, you know, expect that. And I mean, Blaney, I, it's just the Fords, man. Like mm-hmm. I, I th- I'm just betting against the Fords here. And uh, I guess we're kind of fading. We're both fading Truex here, but man, they have not had the speed the last five six weeks of racing and that that's not the time you want to do that but uh if martin if martin got to the the final four it wouldn't surprise any of us so but yeah should be exciting the round a three uh really good racetracks should be exciting and we'll keep you in tune and abreast of what's going on uh here on the podcast pcast but anyway rate review subscribe follow the show on x and facebook at Podcock PCAST, available on all major po- uh, podcasting platforms. That is uh, Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, all of them. So uh, just use your phone, search it, share it with a friend, an enemy. Criticism, praise, we accept it all, and we appreciate you listening. Uh, Bobby, glad you're back, dude. Any famous last words for the people? Thanks for coming on yet again. Yeah, send us some winners on Twitter, and uh, go Irish BSC. All right, uh, go Blue. Bang, bang, Niner gang. And uh, we will see y'all next time. Have a good one.